One of the biggest obstacles artists face in the music game is access. Getting access to the people that can make it happen or access to the information and resources you need to get to the next level. That's the key. That's why you need two of the biggest in the game on your side. Introducing J.R. McKee. Side high. This this about to be probably one of our best episodes. I'm yeah, already knowing. No, this is probably the sure, biggest one to date so sure. far. Yeah, we just had sir. drama on, drama ball here, so drama that was pretty good. Fresh was yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And now we got Sidel, man. Side high, man. I, first of all, let me just start off by saying my introduction to the industry was with you. Oh. You know what I mean? The, the very first person I ever had the privilege of getting in the studio and helping put together the records with mm. was Sai High the Prince Mine back too. in like 07. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know what? Because you told me that story, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So, so, so I just wanted to say, you I ain't going to tell him that, though. Right. <laughs> listen. Listen. Happened, listen. That's I just wanted to take. I ain't going to throw nobody under the bus. But okay, for giving okay. me, you know, that that initial start, man, it was it was the magic that we made together that, that got me the attention to boo, that got me the job, that put me in the building. So nah, I appreciate so, you, my brother. Nah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. So, just, so just, just know on my end, uh, I came about because KE was trying to send records to you. Mm -hmm, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Somebody, he sent the record with me on it. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And they was like, dang, who is that? You yeah. know what I'm saying? They reached out and they found me. And then I came to Atlanta. So that's how I got up here. Oh, yeah. man. Because KE was trying to get you some placements right. and they ended up yeah. here to me. We, we, was, we was all in the studio. What happened was we was all in the studio and I was playing records that they got sent to me. Uh -huh. And my partner TJ was in there and they played a record with Boom on it. And mm. TJ, you know, his kid They're on my ass. dick now. Yeah, TJ oh, like, yo, yeah, who was that? that? I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And so TJ that. went and reached out to him, and that's how he ended up in Atlanta. Yeah, off a Saha session. I definitely remember that. Oh, yeah. definitely remember oh, that. Thank you. I'm here now on the real industry plug. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, all it takes is an is is opening. Right. So Saha, yeah, man, I don't know you don't need no introduction, but Redan Road is in the building. Hey, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Saha the Prince, the legend, you know, one mm -hmm. of the number one writers in the game, one of the number one artists, probably top five lyricists of our generation. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. The biggest is in the building. So Saha, let's start from the beginning, man. Let's start from Redan Road. Like, tell mm. us, tell us how you became Sadell, how you became Saha. Well, I mean, I would think my early on introduction into music, I would say on the music level, because um, for some reason, this is why y'all's show is so dope, because you have to, your music always has a street element to it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, I just came in, I, I initially started rapping because I used to be seeing all like the New York dudes be like demolishing all my partners from school, you know what I mean? In cafeteria, be like, dang, bro, y'all can't hang with them. Right. But me, I used to be like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I'm watching the battle and they just, they just showing their ass at some point. So I just right. like, my partner had taught me how to rap a little bit and then I was like, you know, I'm gonna what, take it. What school you went to? Redan. You went to Redan? Yeah. yeah. Where middle school? Miller Grove. I went to Miller Grove. Yeah. I went the to Miller Grove. No cap. I went, I went, um, what's his name who played for the Reds? Uh, Brandon Phillips. Brandon Phillips. I yeah. went. I went there when he went. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't know if I'm older, or you or younger, but I'm probably older. Yeah, you're, Brandon was. Yeah, 
I think Brandon was like three years ahead of me, two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm older. I'm older. Yeah, yeah I went there. I went there when Brandon was there. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I was. I was just you know watching the you know dudes in the, in the cafeteria ciphers and shit, and then I just was like you know I'm gonna get in this motherfucker. <laughs> and my right. since my first cipher I had never lost. So that's kind of how I started bring you know my name. Oh, you never lost going. a cipher? No. Nah. So that's how I was like. Got to play you some of my battles on YouTube. <laughs> See what you think about them. <laughs> right. Right. So after that, it's just, you know, got, I met with my buddy, uh, Pito the Plug. I don't know if y'all know him, but shout out Pito the Plug. Uh, he always, like, industry plug. He was always the one with a, a computer, a DJ equipment. He had all right. the mic, everything. So I just started hanging out with them. And um, I started working on my craft there. And that's kind of where I started developing. What, what grade was you in? Right? At this time, I might have been ninth, 10th grade. Okay, okay. Hey, JR McKee here. Listen to all of my artists, managers, and executives. It's time to evolve into the streaming business. I'm the number one streaming executive in the industry with over 30 platinum and gold records in the last two years alone. I've been teaching everybody how to do what I do. So if you're interested in breaking through in the streaming business, Go ahead and enroll in my masterclass to join my stream team community. The link's in the bio. Or visit our website, thestreamteam.club. Y'all know what's going on, man. It's your big homie, Boom Man, checking in. Authentic Empire's own CEO. If you want to set up a meeting, you want to rock with the team, you want to get heard, all you got to do is log on to www.authenticempiremg.com or text the number 4485700040. Let's get it. Boom it. So, so at what point did like an executive take notice to you? Uh, right when I was about seventeen. Mm. You know how, how did they come about? Well, um, first it was through word of mouth. I think um, it came from two different ways. Like we used to have some people who knew Diddy pretty well back then. Okay. So we used to be like you know moving around Diddy and stuff, and then we uh we knew like Jagged Edge. Like we started knowing the, right, the, next the, couple, yeah. the east side, like. So I was meeting this, I met this guy named G Music. So I was just meeting a lot of people on the east side. I was kind of like doing music at that time. And um, that was like my initial like taste of it. But my first like music exec, in my opinion, was probably like when I was about 19, 18, 19. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that would be L.A. Reid. Wow. Karen. That's crazy. Well, That's no, crazy. No, I got to get everybody's support. It would be Noonie Lee first. Okay. okay. Is that noon, the new from Noontime? noontime yeah. Yeah, Noontime, noontime unless you're there in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. So, so it'll be Noontime to be the first, like, real major executive I felt like I met. You know what and, I mean? And that, and that happened because, like you said, word of mouth. Like, what was people talking about? They was talking about the ciphers? I mean, it was just talking about, like, it's this dude on the east side that's just the best rapper we ever heard in our life. <laughs> oh, for real? It was like yeah, that? It was that. It was that level. I can imagine. Nah, so, let okay. me ask you this. So, so how did he end up in the studio with you? Well, how did he Noontown. end up? So, you was working with Noontown. No, no, no. So that, no, no, he ain't talking about me. We, so I'm, I'm later down the line. From, no, yeah. okay. Hey, I'm so, later down the line. Yeah, so I was in a group named Hoodlum back in the day. And um, yeah. we used to be signed to Noonie. Noon, like, uh, it was no show enough actually with Jazzy Faye. And I know Jazzy Faye, wow. Noontown. And, um, oh, wait, how did they talk you into being in the group? Um, <laughs> he said, I no, because I know labels that usually try to do that, yeah, not, I mean, not so much no, now, no, but back but then, yeah, yeah, I get but it. That was my that was my issue. They was trying to talk me out of being in the group. Wow, you get what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah, you, yeah, so yeah. you came with so, the group, yeah, I came with the group, okay, you know okay. what I'm saying? Because we was like a street crew, and it was just like, you know, didn't want to lead the homies, yeah. It, 
they wanna didn't want to leave. They don't want you to leave, and then it'd be like it'd be you, a whole the rush. peer pressure of your group, yeah, of your group like, yeah. dang, bro, you finna leave us. Yeah, bro, Man, how just, you gonna leave us? Then they start tripping on you like you did something to them when you really just <laughs> tried to help them. That's the worst. <laughs> that was that, the worst we all time. got that story. Yeah, I, I, that story right there it plagues our community to this day. Damn. That's crazy. So you was trying to really, you you were just trying to be there out of loyalty. Yeah. And you was like, you knew you could do it on your own. Yeah. But you was like, man, I'm going to just stay loyal because I don't want the streets yeah. that, that rock with me to feel yeah. like I done switched up on them and, and, and trying to take off on them. Like I just used the platform and I'm going to leave y'all behind. Yeah, that's the man. That shit, that, it ain't even that you feel guilty that you don't want to do it. It's like if you do do it, you're going to have issues. In so, the how do you, so how do you overcome that? Well, how did you overcome that? Uh, me, uh, it, it's a lot of underlying things, but you gotta, you know. That, that's sad because it's, it's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of people that be in groups and they wanna end up doing their own solo thing, but it's yeah. always seemed like in our culture, it's always that one person that's gonna get mad about you trying Curious. to grow mm -hmm. instead of realizing, man, if I grow, we grow. You know what I'm saying? Because, because you know, when you're in the same predicament together, you feel like y'all, everybody got each other back. Everybody, you know, taking penitentiary chances together. So it, right. when the opportunity come, oh, it feel okay. like everybody should have a chance at the opportunity. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's just the only thing. It's like, because hip hop starts from the streets. It don't. Right. Like, I remember I was telling the story where they wouldn't eat, they said I couldn't even rap until I put in work. Mm. Mm. Dang, that's crazy. Like me, I'm cause we kind of like from the suburb, but it's still an all black community. So it's like, it's still hood shit yeah. going on, but it's like, motherfucker, like, bro, you trying to rap? Uh, bro, what you gonna rap about? Well, right. let, let me ask you a question. Cause you said from the suburbs, but is it is it the scenario where like, cause I remember in Atlanta, they pushed all of the community out to the suburbs. Yeah, yeah. And so, like that. so so I want people to misconstrue, like it's not the suburbs because your parents were well off. Yeah. In Atlanta, what happened was they took everybody out of the inner city and mm -hmm. pushed them to the suburbs so that right. they can gentrify the, the inner city. Yeah, that's you know what I mean? So I just want to clarify that. Cause some people might be like, damn, I ain't no styles from the suburbs. It's not nah, like that. Nah, but, even, but see, I'm, uh, it's different. It is kind of like that though. Yeah. But our suburb, when you from a predominantly black city, right. your suburb is the hood. The only thing yeah, right. live is your mom and dad is still together. Mm, that was the only right. difference wow. between my cousins in the wow. projects and me being in the suburb. Yeah, right. incomes. Yeah. And they both working two, three jobs to maintain, yeah, maintain, to maintain. that motherfucker. Yeah. So it was like, I ain't getting no Jordans. Nah, trust me, I know I stayed out there. I stayed out there, I understand. We had enough to pay the rent type vibe. 